We had some CIOs, some CMIOs that were extremely upset with the fact that we just got hit with a pandemic and you guys are out here trying to sell us stuff. Like, are you kidding me? But when we pivot our message to how can we help, it changed everything and it brought those barriers down a little bit, but that was only able to happen because we stayed default aggressive. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Access Points podcast. Davin Marceau, Chief Operating Officer with Access eForms. And I'm here today with Mike Dang Kelly. How are you, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me on this morning. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's always nice to have you in the Dallas office. Mike travels a lot. Obviously, that travel's been minimized a little bit due to COVID. So he's actually used that outlet to come down to Dallas, ostensibly for sales forecasting and such. But I think the reality of it is, it's just to get out of the house. I think that's probably one of the things that to kind of kick this off, that learning from 2020 is that for the most part, we want to forget 2020, but at the same time, things we've learned is that I need to get out of the house pretty often or else I've got Jennifer Kelly that would probably usher me out if I didn't want to leave on my own. Yeah. I, I think one of the things she probably gets frustrated with is when you let things out of the bag before you're supposed to like podcast topics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I guess, you know, Mike has let that cat out of the bag. And what we're going to talk about today is lessons learned in 2020. We did an episode, Tim and I, I think it was mid-December of last year, and it was lessons learned in 2019. And you talk about (laughs) one heck of a year just externally, but also the growth of access internally. And we wanted to redo this. And Mike, you're a good one to do this with just because you're the front of the house for access. And so just have a good conversation about the things that we've learned, I think personally and professionally, over the course of the last year. And I think a quick recap on that, we talked about our basically letting the paradigm swing too far to the other side of the organization and not taking care of people and things like that. But you know, we learned those lessons and grew tremendously. And it's actually pretty cool to sit here and be able to reflect back and say the things that we learned in 2019, we applied in 2020 and there were some benefits. And again, we hit COVID and, and that was kind of ugly. So let's just jump into this thing, Mike. What is it, one of the lessons that you learned in 2020? Well, and 19 was interesting because I think it was jam-packed with many of the things that we were building. We were putting a lot of tools in place that we had learned a lot of lessons in early 19, and we started going down the pathway of getting the right members of the team put together, the right structure put together, all of those things, so that when 2020 hit, I think it was, there was just this huge level of excitement about what was going to be possible because we had made the right moves and the right changes based upon knowledge, based upon learnings that had come from early in 19. And 20 hit, the COVID hit, and it's exactly what you're saying. We're ready to apply all of those things in the way that we thought and and had you know scrupulously planned, and COVID hit, and it turned everything upside down. Everything was now different, but the interesting thing was it was in that application of the new resources we had, in the application of the new people we had, in the application of the new strategy for at least on the sales and marketing side of things that we were able to succeed. Success during COVID 
is like nothing. I mean, it's, I've done this for 30 years and it's, it's nothing that I would necessarily want to go through again. I think everybody around here is probably working harder than ever, but at the same time, it's what this team would do. They're going to come together. They're going to figure out a way to continue to succeed, even in the most trying of times, like what we're seeing here in 2020. Absolutely. And it was super unique, Mike, because we had the ability to put the team in place. You know, 19 was a rough year for us personnel wise. And we made some <laughs> questionable decisions on some hires that we thought were going to work and they didn't. Right. And we also had some executive level turnover inside of the company. So we kind of had to hit a level of stasis with that. You know, when with the addition of Rob and the addition of Scott, you know, and, and A-Train and different people that we brought on at the company, we we knew we had who we needed and we were all super excited going into 2020. I mean, we knew that it was just going to be a great year and obviously we couldn't, you can't plan for it. And, and that's part of what you go through in, in the military planning process for, for, you know, going overseas on missions is you have different courses of actions and different contingency plans for when things kind of go awry. And we had that type of thinking going into the pandemic and we didn't even know it, but we had the ability to shift and to remain aggressive and to remain uh, customer focused as that hit because we had the right people in place who were able to think laterally, who were able to have contingency plans based on catastrophic external variables like a, like a dang pandemic. And we didn't have that in 19. I think back to one of the keys in, in 20 when the pandemic first hit and we spent a good amount of time learning about this survival kit, this this survival strategy that was shared with Strategic Coach. And this idea of what does the survival kit look like? And the first thing was changing the mindset of, you know what, let's quit worrying about the commodity that we go out and sell every day and what can we do to help? And that was a mindset that, that hit from the moment COVID started. And everybody rallied around that. And this ability to move laterally, like like what you're talking about, yeah, it's like you get beat up a little bit. A boxer is a lot less resilient in their first match that they're in versus the 20th. And we took the hits that we needed to take in 2019 so that we could expose and show some resiliency that we did in 20. You got a closer team in 20 than you ever did in 19, and things are a lot harder. Absolutely. And that's, that's a testament to what has been built here. It was the right moves to make in 2019, and it's proven itself in the most difficult times here in 20. So to that degree, yeah, I mean, I want to forget 20 because it's been tough, but at the same time, it's like, if we can withstand that and come out still successful, that shows true grit. I mean, I know that's probably the an old man's way of describing it, but having that ability to never get too high in your good times, never get too low in your bad times, and stay on a strategic plan that was founded in solid planning, now you got something. It's not fake. Right. I, I wrote down the words default aggressive. And as an organization, because we had the right people in place and we knew how to think as a team, we knew how to think as, as individuals, we were able to apply the concept of being default aggressive. Everybody kind of got punched in the mouth with COVID. The market, homes, businesses, whatever. Everybody got hit hard. And what you, when you looked around, you saw a whole lot of wide eyeballs and people not even knowing 
what to do. Their OODA loop was completely disrupted. And so many businesses ended up shutting down because they weren't able to pivot their offering because they, they got back on their heels and they were never able to get the inertia moving to get moving forward again. As a company, we had and we have this default aggressive mindset where we're like, okay, this sucks. This is hard. What do we have? Good. How can we pivot this? Right. First we say good. And then how do we pivot our offering and not only our offering, but how, how do we pivot the way that we market and sell it had to change so much as well, because we got a tremendous amount of backlash from customers in the beginning. Did we not? When we sent out those traditional marketing campaigns, we had some CIOs, some, some CMIOs that were extremely upset with the fact that we just got hit with a pandemic and you guys are out here trying to sell us stuff. Like, are you kidding me? But when we pivot our message to how can we help, it changed everything and it brought those barriers down a little bit, but that was only able to happen, Mike, because we stayed default aggressive. 100%. And I use that term a lot that this default aggressive and the pathway to that is as long as we continue down our path, we know our path is sound, it's correct, it's what we need to be doing and pivot, not necessarily off of what our strategy or our path is, but pivot just a little bit and maybe how we communicate that. One of the things that we found this year with that is so critical to our success is this idea of DOS, this idea of really spending the time and not giving just lip service to the question of, assume that you do a project with us and looking back after a year, what does success look like for you guys? What has to have happened? for you guys to call this a success. And nine times out of 10, you can ask that question in a sales situation and you're gonna get you know some level of, of response. Good information, no doubt, but it's the idea of, you know what, I'm not moving on until we kind of dig into that a little bit more. What does success look like for you? It's the old sales model of, listen, I've got a dollar here on the table. It could represent a million dollars. It could be a dollar, but it's a dollar. I can put my stuff in place right now and I can save a dollar and, and I can give that back to you. That's one thing we can do with it. Or you can do whatever you like with it. You get that whatever makes you happy. Or I can take that dollar and I can make things even better for your business. I can run it more efficiently. I can save you money. I can help with compliance, whatever that is. Or I can rip that dollar in half. I can make you more happy. I can also work at it and make your operation even you know better to a degree and we can both make it together. So the beauty of 20 was that they said, I'm not going to spend my dollar with you. You know, everybody in the business and the, and the companies that are out of business are the ones that just adopted this idea that hospitals are not going to buy anything. We didn't do that. If you fundamentally thought that COVID was going to shut everything down and hospitals were not going to buy anything, you would be out of business today. It's the those companies that are resilient enough to take a hit and still, yeah, maybe in the beginning, a CIO gets a little angry with an email that I sent out, but you know what? Good. I got your attention. Okay. I got your attention. Now let's have a conversation because all I want to do is exactly what you said. I want to help. Let me show you how I can help. And that, that was certainly one of the learnings from 20. I think you saw it across the board, you know, service industry in other markets as well is that people, they loved their, their service. They loved their products so much that they were willing to cling to it as it crashed and burned. And they loved it so much that they didn't even have the objectivity to see what was happening around them. Because again, this, this is what they built. This is what they loved. And then they didn't have that default aggressive mindset. They weren't able to pivot their offering and they shuttered their doors. And, and we were able to take our product still let it do what it does fundamentally, but pivot the offering with impression, pivot how we sold it, pivot how we marketed it. And because of that, you know, we we're like everybody else, you know, every, there's been a revenue dip 
across the board. But because of our position, our people and our default aggressive mindset, we were able to minimize that a ton and, and actually, you know, see bottom line improvement year over year, which is crazy. It is in it's insane to think about it. And I've told this to uh, salespeople I've t- in, in conversation. I said, we, listen, I get it. Everybody's tired. Everybody is working. You're, you're working 10 times harder to make the same amount of sales that we have in the past. And you know what? Good. That's what it takes this year. It's just different. What it's going to look like in the future, who knows? But the point is that the fact that you did it, the fact that you were successful at it, and the fact that you took the hits, that's what's going to make you even more successful later on, next year, two years, five years from now. And it was interesting. It was almost like COVID had to happen in order for us, as well as many other businesses out there, to develop some of the things that are going to be so necessary in the future. Impression's a perfect example. We knew that we were going to go down the pathway of impression a long time ago, but the timing of really you know, putting resources to it and making it what it is today this idea of contactless registration, that's an idea that has been floated for a number of different years in, in our business. But because healthcare is such a fad-driven industry, it gets some attention and then some, something else catches everybody's attention. Well, not this year. This year, contactless registration, solutions that limit the amount of individual exposure to one another because of COVID, because of any... I mean, we have a pandemic right now. Is this the last pandemic where we're going to see? No. And so if you don't have the don't solution, say that. don't say that, by the way, don't, you, don't, don't you put that out there in the universe? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just say in 20, you know, 92, we'll have another pandemic. So thank God I won't be here for that one. Right. And, and what you're saying, you know, Mike's, Mike's talking obviously specific to healthcare, but, but it, it's a, it's an agnostic concept across the board. Be aggressive, lean into it and get ahead of the curve now rather than falling behind it and having to catch up after after some external variable happens, you know, because it, it may not be a pandemic. It may be a new competitor in the marketplace that comes and offers something that's, that's sexier and newer and shinier than yours. It may be a hurricane. There's any number of factors. It may be a heart attack, right? It, it could be your personal health. And so, you know, be aggressive, get ahead of it now. And I think that you'll find it's going to put your business in a better position. Fair? Toughen up. Awesome. The second concept that I have written down, Mike, is this discipline versus motivation. The timeline for 2020. We went into this thing super excited because we had the team, we had the offering, we had the sales pipeline. So everybody's super motivated and we're just trucking down the path. The pandemic hits, we get punched in the mouth. Everybody's still motivated because we're able to galvanize as a team and and things are great. And then about four to six weeks into the pandemic, that motivation starts to wane a little bit because sales are tough we're seeing a slowdown. And that's where your motivation is just naturally going to dip. So what do you do? You just roll over and, and quit. This is where the concept of where your discipline supplements your motivation. When motivation is insufficient, you do the right thing because it's the right thing. And we learned a whole bunch about that. And fortunately for us, and, th- and again, this is a huge 19 to 20 year over year thing. We had the people and have the people today that understand that. If we had the team now that we did in 2019, it would have been a, just a complete train wreck. But we put the right people in place that understand the concept that it's 80-20. And I, I wish that all of us love to do 80% of our jobs, but that's just not the case. But what do you do with the remainder of it? What do you do with that other 20%? You can't just not do it. So this is where discipline supplements that motivation. 
Hey, we've talked on this particular podcast in many cases about our Clifton's and Colby's and that type of thing. One of mine that I've shared and certainly one that's important to me is, is a belief. And what belief really means is you've got some, a way of doing things. And there is a way to do stuff that, especially in sales, that you just can't fudge. It just, there's a way that we do it and you go after it hard and, you know, you do not get beat. I mean, I'd hate to make it super simple, but that's kind of the way I view it. And it's, that's a discipline that has come with lots of years worth of sales ups and downs. Again, I go back to, you know, what's the worst that could possibly happen and let's get prepared for it. I'll say it again. You take your lumps in 19, you, in 18 and before so that in when 20 does hit, then you can, you can roll with the punches. You know what? It's hard. And I would agree that sometimes that motivation did wane even on the sales side of things. And so one of the things that we did early on in 20, like at least on the sales side of things was we had an everyday team call. When that four o'clock rolled around and everybody was forced to get on a call and talk about what, what happened today, it wasn't, it, I, I could have cared less about the sales opportunities that were spoken about, but it was this idea of, I know you're worried. I know you, you, you took some hits, so I'm going to, so we're going to get together and we're just going to talk. And it was, it was that kind of touch base that it became <laughs> cumbersome a little bit, but it was during the time when they were, when things were shaky and everybody's minds were, were a little bit off and, and they could have gone in a different direction, but it was just that catch up that made all the sense. Now it, we, it, it's not something that you're going to do for the entire year. But what it did was it changed the way we communicated and it changed this idea of we need to all, you know, quit bitching about COVID. It's here. This is the world we live in now. Let's figure it out. And I think we did okay with it. I mean, it, the, the proof is still in the pudding and, and we're still working a number of things, but I feel a heck of a lot better about the position that we're in versus where some of our competitors are today and generally other businesses altogether. It's obvious when you see the businesses, at least in in healthcare, that have just they're no longer in business, or they've been swallowed up with a merger, or they've you know they're just no longer there. Again, uh, healthcare is a fad industry. There's lots and lots of different fad you know uh, solutions out there. They're just not there anymore. And the fact that you know a company like Access, which in my opinion is kind of the best kept secret in healthcare can thrive to a degree in this environment really speaks to that idea of discipline where there's a way that we do things. We don't waver from that way of doing things. So sufficient to say that motivation is driven by the sales pipeline. Is that what motivates you? That's not the only thing that motivates me. It does. I mean, that's my barometer of the health of the business. And when you first take over a, a, a sales division, Many times you'll find that that pipeline is not nearly what it needs to be. And that's that's a hard discussion to have, especially with an entrepreneur or the head or the leaders of, of an organization. You got an ugly baby. And if your ugly baby is, if, if, if we don't all agree that that's an ugly baby, then, you, you know, I can't make a pipeline just show up, you know, out of the blue. It has to be built and earned and it has to be real. We went through that two plus years ago and moving into this year, that pipeline was real. Beauty of that is that in many cases, that pipeline hasn't gone anywhere. It's just been delayed a little bit. We'll figure it out. But yeah, that to, to maybe to answer your question, that pipeline is quite a motivator for me now that I think about it. And then 
the fact that it has to be supplemented by discipline. And, and I think for you, Mike, that discipline comes in the way of your belief system, right? Of your belief, which is one of your, your biggest Cliftons, is it not? It is. Yeah, speak to that a little bit. You know, belief, and the funny thing is, is we work with, uh, with working with Barb, and she was on a podcast, and that was just absolutely probably the, the most enjoyable podcast and that we could have gone for hours upon hours. But that belief system, she will push that one quite a bit, and, and she wants to dig into it because it is high for me. Belief system is this idea of how we do things generally. And I say generally, and, and I'm, I'm intentional when I say generally, because it's there is a right way and there is a wrong way to do what we do, especially in sales. If we don't plan, and I push this on the sales team here quite a bit, this idea of blue sheeting, and they hate it. But what it will do is, and it's, it's a Miller-Hyman blue sheet, it's, it's strategy for going about a sale. And who are the influencers? What are their key win results for those folks? And what, what is the, the plan? Right, what, is the, what are all the, the, the things that I can do? And then what are the next best steps that I can do? And I know that that sounds you know, like redundant and you know, we're, gosh, why, why do we go to all that trouble? Well, the reason we do all of that is because there's, this is the right way to do it. This exposes all of those um, you know, pitfalls that could come your way in a sale versus, and lets you prepare for them and lets you be a little bit resilient versus you know, if you go through the sales process and all of a sudden it just goes south and you don't know why. Well, it's because you didn't cover some of those bases early on and you didn't do some of the planning. The plan and it it's it's not lost on me either that you know the planning 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 that we do all the time and yeah I come to Dallas quite a bit but there's a method to it there is an th this idea of pivoting as part of the plan and pivoting to actually drive even better success this year that's just become the nature and and part of my belief system is how do I pivot not just to pivot to take something on but how do I pivot and make something happen. Many people will talk this year and they'll then pivot in 2020 will be the topic of more podcasts than we can possibly imagine. But many people pivot just so that they can minimize the, the effects of, of a problem. Well, I think we're missing something there. And one of the things that I think we've been successful with this year is pivoting and so that we can be more successful. Not pivoting just to, you know, avoid, a, 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 you know, the, the pitfalls, but pivoting to actually grow. That's why you have the relationships that we have, at least on our on our executive team. It's, it's not a surprise that you can have an E-team meeting every Monday morning and everybody is kind of, you know, everybody's always going to kind of give the business, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. That relationship, uh, you know, and it's you, you don't get there unless you're unless you're doing some of these things that, that, that I'm talking about, like pivoting for success, not pivoting to avoid failure or a belief system and this is how we do things in the good times and this is how we do things in the bad times and I, i'm not immune to it i got tim elliott and i got davin marceau that that they know when i need you know it's hard it's been difficult but when i need a little pumped up a little bit i get that and i think we offer that to everybody amongst the e-team that's certainly one of the things that i think my belief system is founded on is are those relationships I love that. And my third point, and it is in line a little bit with what you're talking about and pivoting and growing. And with that comes the need to, to measure progress. And we talk a lot on this podcast about gap and gain. And it was especially important in 2020, Mike, because we went into this pandemic thinking that it was going to be two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And then it's become kind of this, we don't know when the end point of this thing is going to look like, right? So it becomes very intimidating to be able to project out 
and understand what the market's going to look like in 60 days, let alone six months, let alone the entirety of 2021 to do a whole lot of strategic planning. But what we're able to do is turn around and look at the, the, the start point from not just the year and measure progress, but those pivot points and look at the metrics and look at progress. And even beyond metrics and OKRs, which we've talked a whole bunch, and that, that's kind of the measuring stick that we use for the organization, but the personal growth that we've been able to experience since since COVID, because it's 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 wreaked havoc on the mindset and families. And it's been it's been a tough year in that regard as well. So this concept of of measuring your progress and this concept of gap and gain, and, and if you're an owner or a leader, don't look out at the horizon because that's a scary, scary place. Spin your butt around, look at the start point of, of your pivot, of the year, of the quarter, of whenever, and measure that progress because it's quantifiable, it's tangible. You can, you can put your hand on it. You can understand how it's helped you grow. And for us, that's been a huge thing. I know for me personally, and some of the stuff that, you know, 2020 has been a trying year for me personally as well, I've been able to measure my growth from those trauma points, and I'm a better person now than I was beforehand, but, but, but I don't know what I'm going to look like in a year from now, but I sure as heck know how I've grown since July 28th when I had major back surgery. Well, that certainly an interesting point that I was probably, I was, I was thinking about as we were starting this podcast. Yeah. July 28th, that was an interesting day, especially for our company, not just, and, and the funny thing is it wasn't for you. It was for all of us around here. We're heavy duty into COVID July hits. And I've got you going in for a massive back surgery. And what do we do? That's the question. They're all talking about, I just want to get back to normal and stuff. And, and that theory is long out the window. Normal is no longer even a concept that we can consider. But what do we do? July 28th. And I know it, it, was, it was meaningful to you, but at the same time, I think it, was, it, it meant a lot here to the company as well. It's a perfect example of... I know this is going to be difficult. I know it's going to be hard, but we will figure it out. And not only did we figure it out, I think we actually got pretty good at it. I think, you know, for me personally, I kept coming to Dallas and may not be able to see you in the office, but I can come to your house. Mm -hmm. yeah, Mike came out and actually went, went for walks with me in, in my neighborhood. And I think at the time I could only walk 400 meters at, at best. And, oh, it, was, thank and God, it was a struggle I to get I there. Could, I couldn't walk either. So, and, <laughs> and the beauty of being in this type of business and the beauty of being in the, in the size business that we get to do, I mean, everybody would think, wow, they, they can really turn on a dime and they can move that ship pretty quick. Absolutely. That's one of the great benefits of an entrepreneurial organization, like what we work in and, and are able to enjoy, but there's so much more to it. It's the idea of, you know what, it doesn't have to be in this office, but if I can go walk around the park with you, there's a lot that we can get done. Yeah, there, there really was. If we don't get anything done, then you know what, we're, we're good with that too. It just, it was different. It was, a, it was, COVID was tough this year. Your back surgery was tough this year. Uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, we did personally, it was just, uh, I hate to look back on it and say that it's over. It's not. But the lessons we learned, we got tough this year. Not that we weren't before, but but not to the level of tough that we have now. We wouldn't have got there without this idea of belief or discipline that goes with belief. And we certainly wouldn't have got there if if we don't have these situations like COVID and back surgeries and family situations and, you know what, kids going off to colleges and those types of things. Those are the things that are going to make us tough. And I think coming out of this, if we take anything away from this, your idea and, and your theory of this this gap and gain, it is difficult for me to take a compliment. And Tim Elliott is, is one of the guys that certainly works pretty diligent with, with me on that. And just as an aside, to be able to look back on, on this year, 
here and see the gains that we made. I'm pretty proud of that. For me, my back surgery in July was, was a bit of a microcosm of the year because it was a fork in the road for the company, right? We've built this team, we've worked our way through adversity, and then all of a sudden the CEO was gonna step away for four weeks or whatever it was. I mean, I was literally laying in bed. And it was a little bit scary for me because what's, what's gonna happen with the company, right? And, and I think as leaders, we want to believe that we're irreplaceable, that the company can't function without us. But there's so much growth when you're able to step away and see the functions, the daily tactical and strategic functions continue to happen. That's when you know that being default aggressive has worked. That's when you know that discipline and motivation has worked. And that's when you know that you put the team in a place is because if you can step away and functions continue and sometimes even improve, you haven't stifled your company, you've helped it grow. I think we should all seek to make ourselves replaceable. And we were able to do that as part of the growth plan through 2020 and driven home and codified when I stepped away from my back surgery. So, so for me, that was a bit of a microcosm within the year and the, and the stuff that we're talking about. It was. And the idea is that, yes, we are replaceable, but at the same time, we're a heck of a lot better when you're here. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I know that. Come on. Just by looks alone. I mean, this is such an operational business <laughs> and we are so intertwined in terms of sales and professional services and engineering and development and, and the operation as a whole that, you know, although we'd love to get rid of you, that you were better with you. Well, plus we just, we genuinely have a good time as, as a team. And, and I think that's a good place to, to close it out is do what you love to do with who you love to do it with. If I've said it a million times. All I've got to have is I got to like what I sell and I got to love the people I do it with. If I get those two things, I'm happy as a clam. You're ugly as a mule, but you're fun to work with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a good place to wrap this up. You know, as always, guys, we're, we're looking for feedback on our show. Give us some feedback on the podcast store. Find us on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and give us that feedback there. And as always, go check out our website at accessefm.com and check out our new impression offering. Even if you're not in the market, some of the concepts that we're talking about will be driven home when you take a look at how we pivoted that offering. So James Michael Kelly, it's always a pleasure, brother. Thank you, my man. All right, take care.